for a while there, 2020 was moving along at quite a clip. The Kansas economy it was thriving. Candidates were gearing up for competitive U.S. Senate and House races, and a top-ranked KU basketball team was looking every bit the contender for another national championship. All the while, something called COVID-19, the coronavirus, was lurking. Lawrence Memorial Hospital thought it might have a case in late January, but it didn't. The virus made its first official appearance in Kansas in Johnson County on March 7th. Within a week, Kansas had recorded its first death, a Wyandotte County nursing home resident. A week later, Governor Laura Kelly ordered K-12 schools closed, and by the end of March, the state was pretty much shut down. At that point, it was clear this pandemic would affect every Kansan somehow, some way. Take teachers, for instance. They had to quickly adapt to online classrooms. I have to mute them all because everybody wants to talk at the same time. They're really excited. They miss that social interaction, I can tell. With no customers, business owners had to send their workers home. We have no idea what the duration of this is going to be. We had a teleconference call with all of our staff, making sure they understood what was available in provisions with unemployment. And Kansans who still had jobs, so-called essential workers, especially in the meatpacking plants, started each day with a sense of dread. As soon as I start parking, I'm just like, my heart starts beating fast. And like, I have high blood pressure. So like, I'm getting anxiety right away as soon as I'm walking towards the plant. And then once I'm in there, I mean, it's hard to perform good and, and do the job right. In this year of the people and the pandemic, everyone has a story to tell. I'm Jim McLean, and this is My Fellow Kansans, a podcast from the Kansas News Service. Your hair can say a lot about you. During the lockdown, some just let go and let it grow. Others had distinct DIY dues. Montella Wembley has made it her life's mission to keep people's hair looking sharp. She's run a combination salon, barbershop, and gathering spot in a predominantly black neighborhood in Wichita for 34 years. When Kansas shut business down, Montella had to put down her trimmers and pick up the phone. Over and over again, it took her weeks to get through to someone at the state's beleaguered unemployment agency. When she was allowed to reopen for her loyal customers, she also opened up to us, telling her pandemic survival story for this first episode of My Fellow Kansans Season 3. Our storyteller is Brian Grimmett of the Kansas News Service. Thank you, Lisa. Have a good weekend. I will. Yeah, tell Miss Bonnie I said hello. She's staying out the way. You know it. <laughs> Montella Wimbley is happy and grateful to hear the sounds of people coming and going from her salon on the corner of 21st and Grove in Wichita. It's called Profiles Beauty and Barber Salon, and Montella says about 75% of her regular clients have started scheduling appointments again. But life at the salon is still far from normal after being forced to close for a couple of months due to the coronavirus. I didn't mind in the beginning, but I didn't have any idea that it would last as long as it did. It was kind of relaxing, getting a little break, but the reality is when I'm not working, I'm not making any money, so that wasn't too fun after a while. Uh, I, luckily, I do, you know, I have a little savings that is very dwindling down 20, fairly quickly, especially when you have two sets of bills, because I have my home bills and I have my salon bills. They don't stop just because I'm not here. They still, you know, they still come. So 
It's been very interesting. It would be a lot better if I had could got at least some unemployment. Which Montella qualified for, but found next to impossible to get. She is one of more than 300,000 Kansans who applied for benefits since mid-March. The surge of applications was just too much to handle for the limited number of state employees and the nearly 40-year-old system they are working with. Oh, that, now that was really probably more frustrating than even trying to pay my bills. It was trying to get in contact because if you were on the computer, it would only let you go so far, and then it would tell you to call the number. If you call the number, you can't get through, and it would tell you to go back online. So it has been days that I had called the unemployment number over three or 400 times in one day. So really, that was like my job every single day because you couldn't get in. Finally, after calling every single day from the first day it started three months ago, I finally got in two weeks ago, officially. So I still haven't gotten a check, and I still haven't got my stimulus check, <coughs> and I have applied for some small business loans, and I hadn't heard from them either. Montella's customers, who are used to shooting the breeze at the shop, then jumped into the conversation. They should have updated their service. That's why I was saying when she was talking about. In 2000, they should have updated. They know things was going, you know, anything is happening. They said if it hasn't been in 40 years, come on. Right. You had a whole, you had 40 years of budgeting. You know what I'm saying? That you had a budget. You know, you want to be a law-abiding citizen, but after... The first month, you was like, okay. The second month, kind of in the middle of the second month, you're like, oh, well, it almost makes you think about it. So the third month, I was really like, okay, uh, I hope we open soon. We're just going to hold a little longer. So it was very trying, actually. Honestly, what do you do? I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you pay your bills? Put it like this. One of my clients came in, and as she came in, this guy that just, kind of walks up and down the street. He uh, came in and I'm just nice to him. Some people might not even talk to him. I just talk to him. He comes in all the time. And sometimes he might need dollar, two dollars, five dollars, whatever. I give it to him. And he needed a dollar that day. And I, you know, I haven't been working, but I gave it to him. That's just what I do. And so when she got ready to go, she goes, I've been blessed to be able to work every day since the pandemic. She said, and you're always just blessing people all the time. She said, so I want to bless you. So she gave me a $125 blessing. And, you know, you never know who, the, who will bless you. And, it's, and I do try to bless people. You know, I really do. So and it comes back to you. So I'm going to say God's just been taking care of me, honestly. She says that spirit of supporting one another comes from her parents and what they taught her growing up in this community. And it's not just her. She says in her 34 years of cutting hair in the same building, she's seen that it's an ethos the whole neighborhood shares. I'm right here on the corner of 21st and Grove. Uh, if you want to say it's the middle of the black community and people always have a lot of negative things to say, but you can just sit here in my parking lot. You can sit right here in my parking lot and see the love of the people because there's other businesses next door to me and all day long they're getting out the car, hey, and hugging one another. And, you know, that's just the community, the atmosphere. A lot of people, because it is a black neighborhood, want to say, you know, it's in the black neighborhood, so you want to be scared. But if you got they got out and really walked around and said hi, they're probably some of the most friendly people you ever want to meet. 
because we really do take care of each other. Keith Hill is next up in the chair. He lives just around the corner from the salon where he works as a home health aide at a senior residence. He's been coming to Montella's for haircuts since the early 90s. This area is not what, I mean, things are going on in every part of town, okay? Every part of town. I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I, I love where I live. The people that I'm with, I live in like a senior resident and you know, we're, we're like family. You know, we, we look at each other, I mean, you know, and with this going on. Meaning the coronavirus pandemic. You've got to make sure that uh, you're checking on them because you don't know, particularly when you haven't seen somebody in a minute. You want to know like, well, where is sister so-and-so because ain't nobody seen her. But like I said, I was, I was at these people's house when they took that friend out when she first got it. And it was really weird to watch the EMS come all suited. I call it suited and booted in those, look like rain gear and those, you know, shields and stuff. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I don't know how they knew she had it, but that's the way they were dressed. And then when they found out she did, I was like, oh, wow. But we thank God we were praying for her and everything. She's doing better though. But, and I hate to say this, it makes you leery to be around people like that. I mean, it's not their fault. They got it, but I mean, still though, you want to be cautious. You don't, yeah. want, you don't want it. It's not saying that I don't love you anymore, but I got to worry about me too. Yeah, so, uh-uh. People want to go to the pools. They want to be outside. They want to go on vacation. So, and we've been in the house for two, two and a half months already. And summer's just starting. So I think people are just kind of getting a little more lax because, really, because it is summertime. All right. With Keith gone, Montella begins a new part of her routine, spraying the just vacated seat with disinfectant and wiping it down. You know, you don't know where they've been. You know what you do or where you go. So you just kind of makes you wonder, huh? You know, because we all are out. Like, I'm not ready to go actually sit inside of a restaurant right now or like the movie theaters. You know, and they may have, and it's okay because everybody can feel however they want to, but me personally, I'm not there. So have they been on the plane? Have they been out of town where it's a hot spot? So that's a concern. So I just try to do quite a bit of sanitation in between each one, you know. Um, not to cut you off, but you can curl it to where it's not a lot, lot of curls. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's not going to be a okay. lot. It's kind of in this top, literally. Our lives are different. It's a, this new normal is an adjustment. Just like this mask on my face all day, that is definitely a just an adjustment. You going to make it though? You going to be okay? Oh, absolutely. We're survivors. Look, we are survivors. Survivors, definitely. Make the best of whatever, whatever's going on. In a time of shared uncertainty, there can be power in hearing someone tell their story as they've experienced it, because it's both theirs and ours. That's why in this season of My Fellow Kansans, you'll be hearing individuals from across the state talk about how they've been dealing with this global pandemic, one that many hoped might be behind us by now, but clearly isn't. There's also power in the way a community comes together to lift one another up. 
We've seen that happen in lots of ways during the last few months. And recently, we've seen people come together to push past their fear of the coronavirus to mount a determined new push for civil rights, for justice in the wake of a long legacy of racism against black Americans. The story of a Wichita woman on the front lines of that movement next time on My Fellow Kansans. If you have an experience you'd like to share about how the coronavirus pandemic has affected your life, we'd like to hear it. Record a voice memo on your phone and send it to grace at kcur.org. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what life has been like over the past few months. My Fellow Kansans comes from the Kansas News Service, a collaboration of public radio stations KMUW in Wichita, Kansas Public Radio in Lawrence, High Plains Public Radio in Garden City, and KCUR in Kansas City. Brian Grimmett reported, wrote, and produced this episode with help from host Jim McLean. Erica Hunsinger edited the podcast. Grace Lotz, Brianna O'Higgins, and Beth Golay helped with promotions. Jordan Kirtley designed our logo. Primary Color Music produced our theme song. And all other music you heard is from Free Music Archive. For more stories from the Kansas News Service, go to ksnewsservice.org. And to support more work like this, please donate to your local public radio station. See you next week.